Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of The Naughty Step, a parenting podcast for parenting people. Although, let's face it, it's barely a podcast. It's not really about parenting and no one in their right mind should listen to it. Uh, Anyway, The Naughty Step stars, author, columnist and one-time best friend to X Factor 2010's very own Wagner, Stuart Tiberius Heritage. And columnist, journalist, and the world's most inexplicably poorly woman, Robin Wilder. Today, we are talking about... Weird baby rashes and other tales of new parenthood. And in Bedtime Book Club, Giraffes Can't Dance by Giles Andrei. Andrei? And that's it. That's literally all you're getting out of us today. That's right. No one is paying us for this. You know. (laughs) Oh my god. Can we make it a goal of this podcast that one of us learns how to read? <laughs> no. That was that was ridiculous. That was like watching someone sound out. Just <laughs> it could be a saurus. Yeah. Hello, Stuart. Hi, Robin. How are you doing today? Stop talking like that. I'm all right. I'm a bit. We need to probably hurry through this because there's a <laughs> thunderstorm going on, and we're in a very exposed shed. A thunderstorm is particularly attractive to sheds. Well, funny you should answer. I was looking at the local paper today and there's a picture someone put up a sort of a gazebo that got struck by lightning. A gazebo? In their, in their garden. That it was, serves them right. It was made of metal. <laughs> they just built this, essentially, a, just an aerial to the sky <laughs> and it got struck by lightning. Oh, really? Yeah, the day after they finished putting up. My gazebo got struck by lightning. I don't know what to do. That's just, that's the first world problem if I've ever heard one. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, if a lightning struck this shed, we would both die. Less of a first world problem. Death from lightning. <laughs> well, well, first of all, it's not a gazebo. Secondly, it's not made of metal. There I... must be metal in it. There's wiring in it. There's wiring in everything, man. I'm wearing... Are you wearing rubber-soled you... shoes? Yes, I am. Oh, we're fine. Are you wearing a wire? Yeah. Oh, I thought so. Yeah. I'm it's giving all this to the FBI. <laughs> They're going to arrest you for not being able to read properly. <laughs> 
What's new, Robin? I have just been under quarantine for five days. Yeah, four or five days. With our baby, because he had a suspected case of measles. Yeah. You can't see me wiggling my fingers there. You didn't miss a lot. You did. It was quite a sight. Yeah, he had suspected measles. So basically I've been inside watching Netflix documentaries on murder right, and then yeah. freaking out as soon as they show a dead body. I know this This is about um, rashes, but rashes. Can, can we quickly All just right. have sidebar into the things you watch with our baby? <laughs> I'm troubled, genuinely a little bit troubled by it. Okay, first of all, I, I need to watch something because there's a baby... And I'm just... Limitless choice. Limitless choice no, across not all streaming services. Not limitless. Firstly, I can't watch anything that you would want to watch. Okay. Which rules out quite a lot, given that our interests intersect in some areas, and that's partly how we got together, because some of our interests intersect. Uh-huh. Secondly, I have a high boredom threshold. No, but I... Right, so I put... Last night, I put our son to bed. Yeah. Our oldest son. I came down. You're watching the episode of Black Mirror that is just screaming. <laughs> just, like, horrified screaming. And Ned was going, like, kicking at you and sc- and screaming. And you turned it off and he stopped. Well, that now I... You know, that's my, that's my bath. <laughs> I always... I was under the impression that when you have kids... And this is unproven. But when you have kids, up until the age of one, all the information just immediately bounces out of their head. Yeah. So you can watch whatever disgusting stuff... You want? Yeah, we watched sort of Game of Thrones, yeah. and Herbie was yeah, yeah. little. But they hit one, and then everything sinks in and causes irreparable damage. Well, yeah. So Ned is only nine months old, so I can watch Making a Murderer, or yeah. whatever. And, and it only it only um, traumatizes him in the moment. He yes. just doesn't forget it. He doesn't remember it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. Can you hear that rain, instantly, listeners? This is going to be very hard to edit. This one. This is going to sound like. Oh uh, yeah, sounds like we're in a tsunami. Yeah. Let's get talk about rashes some more, shall we? <laughs> where, where did you want to go with this? Ned came up in a rash. Mm. And you have to fucking CSI this shit when you're a parent. You have to go, okay, so he's had a rash. What kind of rash is it? Is it raised? Can you roll a glass over it and it blanches under glass? If it doesn't blanch under glass, everyone knows. Could be meningitis. I always get that confused. I always I know if it goes away, is that meningitis? Or if it doesn't go away, is that meningitis? <laughs> I know that you roll a glass. All I know is that you roll a glass on a baby. The results of that are lost to me forever. That, that sounds like a really weird Ouija board as well. Yeah. <laughs> also, the films poop? you watch yes? no. on Netflix include Veronica, the Spanish horror film. Veronica. Anyway, so... What yeah. am, no, seriously, what am I supposed to watch? What would you rather I watched? And a, a nice comedy. Like... I don't know. Anything you would watch. Something that I've already watched. I don't... It's, Something it's... you've already... You want me to watch your cast-offs? No, but I, I watch programmes for work. Just pick one of those. Like what? Peter Kay's car show. Oh, no. Why do you hate me? Because it's beloved. Not by me. Okay. Have you ever seen it? No. Well, I... then. Give it a chance. Not a piece... This is you. Stop pointing your little finger Britain's at me. Britain's Got Talent. What? You Just want me to watch daytime Britain's Got Talent? When I was a kid, when I was a kid, my mum didn't have Netflix. She just watched whatever was on the television. We watched Sons and Daughters. Oh, we God. watched The Sullivans. And she didn't complain. Now. And I grew up, all right? Did you? I did. Look at me. I'm perfectly well adjusted. You're fine. I'm not like 
Ned, who's going to go on a screaming murder rampage as soon as he hits puberty because you watch Black Mirror at top volume. Uh, like, nursing home levels. <laughs> to it. it was so loud. It was very loud outside. The birds here in Kent. Oh, my God. Loud. Right, so roll a glass over a rash. Yes. Um, did you do that? Yes, I did. There's another way to tell if it's... Uh, if if the spots blanch under glass as well, which is apparently, thank you 6am club for telling me this, if you uh, stretch the skin a little bit and the the spots disappear, then that's that's fine also. Okay. Um, it's if they stay uh, when they should blanch that you have to worry. There should be a rhyme about this. It should. Well, this is the thing. I don't... This is so much knowledge I have to carry around. So, yeah, I had to suddenly go all CSI and like, oh, he's got a rash. He had a fever. Does he still have the fever? Where is the rash? Does it start on his chest? Does it spread across his body? Is is it eczema? Is it just an allergy? Is it just one of those things? Just one of those things. Just like he's been near some grass. Mm. He's got a rash. My WhatsApp, my Facebook is full of mums just posting pictures of bobbly bits of skin and going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But... Did I have this many rashes when I was a kid? Did you? Well, you were a kid in the 1600s, so there was the Black Death. To yeah, was, there was those pox. Uh, well, it's probably easier for us now because we have the internet. We can yeah. just look up stuff instead of just being terrified and cut off from all information. We can just look it up. Although I think things have changed now because when Ned had this rash, which was a bad rash and it covered him a lot... Um, you panicked, you phoned 111, and they went, wow, you better come in. And it was quite late at night, and you went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, not really, it's kind of late, I'm not... Uh... Just ordered a pizza and taken an ambient. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, so, I mean, how would you say that was... You Have you softened? Are you less panicky? I think, yes, much less panicky. But he was very upset, and he was covered in a rash, and I was a bit worried. But then... He seemed to calm down after I'd called. The thing is, you call 111 and then they don't call back for an hour or so. And you have time to sort of yeah. see what's going on. The situation may change, which is what happened. The situation stayed exactly the same. You just calmed down. <laughs> you just had time to think about it instead of... I think when your baby gets a rash, you immediately go to Google. Yeah. And I think the problem with Google is that the same keyword gets applied to all the different pictures of rashes. So you search for measles and you also see, you know, bubonic You just search by Google image. You just go through it on Google image and sort of hold it up next to it and see what it's like. Bit. But there are entire diagnostic websites so you can enter this exact specific type of rash it is and it'll tell you what it is. You don't have to well, hold it up like you're, you're looking for a paint sample. This is the other thing about the NHS. This is the other thing about being a parent. You don't realise that when you you have a baby, you're going to access two bits of NHS information. One is the poo swatch, mm-hmm. where they show you different colours of poo uh, to diagnose what your baby is pooing. Yeah. And two is the rash swatch, which is like measles. and It's just so gross. It's just, just swiping through pictures of pimply flesh. Yeah. It's so disgusting. It's I find it more offensive than the poo swatch. Swatch. <laughs> Today on Bedroom Book Club, we are going to talk about the book Giraffes Can't Dance by Giles Andrei. Okay, this book is called Giraffes Can't Dance by Giles Andrei and 
Dumbies. Dumbies, pretty much. Guy Parker is. D is for Dumby. D is for Dumby. Cursed by the endless cruelty of adapted evolution, Gerald the Giraffe finds himself the target of worldwide mockery when he tries to dance in front of all the other animals in Africa. But can a friendly cricket teach him otherwise? Giraffes Can't Dance is written by Giles Andrei, illustrated by Guy Parker-Reese, published by Orchard Books, and currently has an Amazon page rank of 39. 39! 39? 30 fucking 9! That's a popular book. It's insane. It's just someone gave us this book and we sort of, it's all right. It's not great. But 39, it's one of the most popular children's books published today. It's, it, more people read that than The Gruffalo. More people read it than like the David Williams stuff. 30 fucking nine. It's a 10 years old, this book. And it's not good. <laughs> I don't understand. Giles... Giles Andre must be very wealthy. He's uh, he's uh, I've been looking at him. He's some sort of Eton dimbo. Eton Oxford. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what? What's wrong with Eton Oxford? Oh, just like that's what? very pejorative. It is completely and, and classist. Cla- duh, just just duh. quite generalist. You know, well, you know, he's just like it says in the front of the book. I was inspired to write this book after I went to Kenya. Oh, fuck off. Well. What? He, like, oh, I was inspired to write this book when I went to Exmoor and I saw a vole. That's, yeah, that's know. better. No, he saw a giraffe. Let him, let him have let his it. giraffes. That's 39. I'm more concerned with the fact that I just said giraffes. Whatever. <laughs> I don't understand, right? I, we got given this book ages ago and it's just like, it's, a, it's sort of a rubbish poem. It's not particular. It's, it's illustrated fine. <laughs> it's not amazingly illustrated that poem's all right it's not that memorable what 39 it... have you read it I have, just a couple of times what does it teach it teaches it teaches you that like right so let me so i'll just tell you the story yes the premise and i should point out i'm going to play these clips you might be able to tell while listening to the clips how i feel about the book <laughs> gerald was a tall giraffe whose neck was long and slim but he's looking at the giraffe. But his knees... Oh, my God. He's looking at the giraffe. But his knees were awfully bandy and his legs were rather thin. That's the story. Gerald is a giraffe. Right. Um, he's got thin legs and he falls down a lot. He's ungainly. Right. That's the premise. There is a dance in Africa. All the animals in Africa. Another thing I don't like about it, it just coalesces all of Africa into a single thing. Africa is a vibrant continent and all of a sudden it's just a place where the animals are. Don't like that. Reductive. Um, There's a dance. Gerald the giraffe. Before he even dances, um, all the animals start laughing at him because, ha, look at him. He can't dance. He's got stupid little legs that buckle at the knee and his his neck's too long. So Gerald gets sad. He feels lonely. uh, Walks off. Meets a magical cricket. Oh, no, he looks at the moon and he says, oh, the moon is beautiful. And the cricket, (laughs) that prompts a cricket to say, hey, it doesn't matter if you can't dance. I've got this fucking fiddle made out of a peanut that I'm going to (laughs) play. Try dancing to this motherfucker. (laughs) And, And he does and he's amazing. And all the animals go, oh, very good, very good, Gerald. That's it. The moral of the story is everyone can dance if to... they find music that they love. So everyone has their own thing. Yeah. 
That's or, a lovely moral. No, it's not, is it? It's, it's say, like, you don't, like... Say you don't want to go... Right, we'll do dancing here, because dancing's bullshit and it's for cunts. Dancing uh, okay. at a wedding reception. Right. That's like going to a wedding reception, sitting down at the table and saying, I'm not dancing, I hate dancing, I'm not good at dancing, you're not going to get me to dance. And then they play a special song that only you like, and then you get up and dance. That doesn't solve anything, does it? The moral of the story should be, um, if you don't like dancing, just don't fucking dance. Doesn't matter. Well, I d- I'm very unclear about what's <laughs> happening at this wedding reception. Look, I don't like dancing at wedding receptions. If I go so, to a wedding reception, I will sit there and not dance, and people will, like, grab me by the wrist and go, come on, it's fun, dancing's go, fun. Cunts! <laughs> no, I'll go, no, I'm fine, I don't really like dancing, I don't want to dance. But then what is this thing that happens where there's a song that you like and then you Well, and dance? that's the magical cricket playing. The, and the cricket, this is the thing that I know, the whole book fucking annoys me. Thir- number 39 on Amazon. This is a very confused critique. I'm it's lost. It's not. It's not. How are you lost? I'm, clear, I'm spelling this out very clearly. The, he looks at the moon and a cricket <laughs> says, listen to the grass. That's my favourite music. And then he plays a fiddle. That has got nothing to do... Either the giraffe is dancing to the sound of grass or a cricket <laughs> fiddle. That's never made clear, but it makes him do a somersault and all the animals clap. Another thing I don't like about this book right. is it's over-illustrated. It's over-illustrated. And there's always the stuff happening and other people doing things aside from the action. Which, when you have our son, <laughs> means that you're constantly just stopping reading and being like, no, that's... Oh. And one by one... Oh, God's sake. Fox is saying, yay. <laughs> Chimps are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the leopard tape? Leopard tape. Go, Gerald. <laughs> this, however, happens in Oi Dog. There's lots of other stuff going on in the periphery of Oi Dog. It's not a single illustrated. No, it only Oi Dog only illustrates the things. So you know, cats sit on hats. There's a cat sitting on a hat. But there's there are ensemble pages where cats sit on hats. Oh yeah, and uh... but then they're all they're all it's all accompanied by text. Yes, that's true. It's not, it's not the cat sit on a hat, oh, and there's a warthog sort of looking at him. <laughs> and, well, what's a warthog doing? And you have to be like, no, I'm making up, making up some side story about a book you don't even like. So you're having to be inventive. Yeah. Additionally to, to the yes. text that's provided. Yes. So you're having to go over and above with your parenting. That's what you're complaining <laughs> about. <laughs> We're both bad parents. High five. I did not high-five you. Oh, you high-fived me. I did not. Please stop punching your own knees. I can't. This book, I, I like, it was given to us as a gift, and it's a nice gift, and I think it was given to us, and the person who gave it to us said, oh, this is a family favourite, and... Oh, and you just slapped Yeah, I know. And that's fine. Everyone's allowed to like different things. Isn't that the moral of the story? Is that the moral of the story? No, I don't know what the moral of the, the, moral the, moral of the, story, of the story is. The moral of the story seems to be, go to a wedding, sit down... <laughs> Until your own favourite song comes on, then go and dance, and then say to the world at large, what does this solve, eh? <laughs> Which is what you've just done. And I still don't understand. The book, right, so the book, the giraffe doesn't like to dance, he's page shy. Page rank 40, page rank 41. Sorry. Are, you, are, you, are we dropping it down yes, because I'm are. being so stinging about it? Good. <laughs> a 39. Well, it's been out a decade. I've never heard of this book before. There's never been a BBC One Christmas Day adaptation of it. Not yet. 
Um, and it's just like, that's all what children's books are. It's animal can't something. Rhinos can't eat pancakes. Giraffes can't dance. Dogs can't fucking fart. Dogs can fart. I've seen them. <laughs> that's book two. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen him do it. I got my face really close to its bum and it farted. <laughs> I saw it in my eyes. Yeah, I smelt it. I opened my mouth and I oh. caught it in my mouth. That's book three. I caught a dog's fart in my mouth. <laughs> Publishers. Amazon page rank 38. <laughs> so, giraffes can't dance. Let's score it out of 10. You've got to score it too. You've never read it and you don't seem to be <laughs> that clear. interested. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, two. Seven. What? <laughs> Don't throw shit at me. <laughs> Seven. I quite liked it when I read it. Nobody uh, liked it. And he went to sleep, and that's the main thing. Now it's raining even harder. And that's somehow my fault. So before we started recording today, I put a call out on Twitter for people to tell us about their baby rashes. Oh, cool. They're weird baby rashes. Um, Katie Morwenna, at Katie Morwenna, who's Katie Sadler... Uh, says there was a time I took Theo in when he was just a baby and I said I think it's eczema but I just want to be sure and the doctor googled rashes in front of me <laughs> and then told me to go to A&E uh, well that's good that it was eczema okay but good better to be safe than sorry well yeah also she says what the fuck is a viral rash I've never heard of it as an adult and now Theo seems to get one every time he gets a sniffle. Yeah, I don't understand that. I've never had a viral rash. No, I've never had one either. Unless it's been the virus that is chickenpox. Nikki, at Nikki, Nikki Hunt, our friend Nikki Hunt, said there's an amazing one I saw in Mum's Net where a woman rushed her baby to the hospital only for them to point out that the rash was the pattern on her tights. <laughs> <laughs> and Stephanie Preisler, who is at Lotta Lola, says, getting a call from nursery at work to pick up my son because he has a red bottom. Yes, that's what happens, she says. Just has a red bottom. Oh. Um, that's what happens when you spank them. Is it? I guess. Not acquitting yourself very well here. Well, I don't know, but isn't that right? You get, I've been like, you get hit hard enough. To, I'm sure I've been hit so hard on my bottom that I had a hand mark. Really? I'm sure, really? I'm sure. I was a shit. What sort of shit were you? Yeah, well, do you remember me. why you got spanked? No. Oh. I think I was, I was just being like a cheeky... Monkey? Monkey. Oh. Thunder. How would that have happened? You always maintained that you were angelic during your childhood. Oh, well, no, I was angelic, but also a bit, you know, a bit of a shit. <laughs> All kids are shit. <laughs> I was great. I understand, right, what... Sorry, I'm just trampling over what you said. No, I know. Um... Parents, my parents always used to be like, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I'd never understand that. I think I do now, I'm a parent. I think it means that it will break my heart to physically um, attack my child. <laughs> I think that's what it means. It doesn't mean my hand's going to sting a bit. It means I, I will have to ask myself some really hardcore middle-of-the-night questions about how I parent you. Now, I never understood that phrase. So, and it always caused me a lot of... Because it would make me quite angry because mm. i think no it's definitely gonna hurt me so now if i i mean i'm not gonna i'm not saying i'm gonna spank my children but, but if i do 
I'm going to make sure I say, I'm going to enjoy this beforehand. <laughs> I like how you, st- you said that in, like, you know that um, O.J. Simpson book? If I did it, here's how I would have done it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the weakest justification for thinking up a thing, before you, thing to say before you hit a child. Well, but it's a good thing to say, isn't it? It, it, it? it would get rid of any confusion. I think... Just so you know, I'm going to very much enjoy this. Do you? And then I, I'm not sure I know who you are anymore. Corporal punishment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, uh, it's those uh, Eton... Is that Eton Oxbridge thing? Yes, right? it is, isn't it? Your parents don't love you, so they've sent you away. Yeah. And you're going to equate violence with uh, love for the rest of your life. Yes, and that's why you go to BDSM parlours. Yeah. Parlours? Are they called parlours? You'll say posh. <laughs> that was episode 16? Yes. 17? 16. 16 of The Naughty Step. The podcast that we do. <laughs> Even that, I feel like that's too energetic a uh, <laughs> slogan. Oh, did a podcast. I was on, I don't know if it's been out yet, but the podcast First Time Dads with oh, yeah. uh, Richard Innes and Steve Mile. Uh, male, male. Fuck it, I don't know. Um, and they said, "Oh, tell us about your podcast." And I was like, uh, "It's it's <laughs> the one conversation I have with my wife all week." And they're like, "Oh, that should be your slogan." <laughs> have kids, kids. Oh, also, I think it's next week's and then what the podcast uh, with Amy Jones and Becky Brynoff. Brynoff. God, wow. we are bad at surnames. We really are. It comes out on Sunday. I think I'm on it. And then Stuart's on another one of theirs. Basically, they came over and looked after our children and made us uh, cookies. So we felt obliged to appear on their podcast. Um, It's about stories. It's called And Then What. You can follow them at at Then What Pod. They're very good. Yes. And we are on them. Yes. And subscribe to us and follow us on Twitter. You're not going to do that. You barely listen to this anyway. Oh, fuck you. Get some sleep. Fuck you!